spins a web any size catches seeds just like guys look out here comes a spider-man is he strong listen bud he's got radioactive blood can he swing from a thread take a look overhead hey there there goes a spider-man in the chill of night at the scene of a crime like a streak of light he arrives just in time spider-man spider-man friendly neighborhood spider-man welcome fame he's ignored action is his reward to him life is a great big bang up wherever there's a hang up you'll find a spider-man if you didn't know already that was the old 1960s version of the theme to Spider-Man. And of course, this is my little tribute to Stan Lee. Uh, Stan Lee, born Stanley Martin Lieber, born uh, December 28, 1922. Uh, died November 12, 2018. Uh, was an American comic book writer, editor, and publisher who was active from the 1940s to the 2010s. He rose through the ranks of a family-run business to become Marvel Comics' primary creative leader for two decades, leading its, leading its expansion from a small division of a publishing house to a multimedia corporation that dominated the comics industry. Uh, it goes on in collaboration with others at Marvel, particularly co-writers and artists Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko, he created numerous popular fictional characters, including superheroes. Of course, Spider-Man, if you heard the theme song in the beginning. X-Men. X-Men was one of my favorite, favorite comic. Uh, Iron Man. Thor. The Hulk. Fantastic Four. Black Panther. Daredevil. Doctor Strange. And Ant-Man. And numerous other comic book characters. In doing so, he pioneered a more naturalistic approach to writing superhero comics in the 1960s. And in the 1970s, he challenged the restrictions of comic code authority, indirectly leading to changes in its policy. In the 1980s, he pursued development of Marvel properties in other media with mixed results. Following his retirement from Marvel in 1990s, he remained in a public uh, fi he remained a public figurehead for the company and frequently made cameo appearances in movies based on Marvel characters. Now, if, you, uh, if you're if you a Marvel fan or just a superhero fan, uh, Stan Lee had numerous, numerous cameos in all the movies that came out. Iron Man, X-Men, uh, Daredevil, Thor, um, Avengers. Um, he had little small cameos, if you guys caught that. Um he, would, he received an honorary executive producer credit for these movies. Meanwhile, he continued independent creative ventures into his 90s until his death in 2018. Lee was inducted into the comic books industry's Will Eisner Award Hall of Fame in 1994 and the Jack Kirby Hall of Fame in 1995. He received the NEA's National Medal of Arts in 2008. Rest in peace, Stan Lee, Excelsior.
Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk eBay. I'm your host, Johnny, with Sin City Hustlers. You can, guys can find me on Instagram under sin underscore city underscore hustlers. Just give me a follow. Uh, not only can you uh, listen to what I'm talking about today, uh, you can also see what I was talking about on my Instagram. Uh, this week, we're going to go over my weekly sales. Uh, we're going to uh, go over some eBay news and weird listing of the week. Uh, we do have a reseller on. Um, great guy, nice guy, uh, just starting to resell, getting to the game. Uh, he goes by Instagram handle Middleman Hustle. His name is Ryan. Awesome guy. Let's talk to him and let's get his story as a reseller. Hello, this is Ryan. Hey, Ryan. It's Johnny. How you doing? Hey, Johnny. How's it going? I'm doing good. How is it over there? Uh, it is a beautiful day in Florida. It's where I live. Um, I'm technically on vacation today from my work, but it's still a work day. I had four sales last night, and my shelf from my inventory storage broke, so I just returned from Lowe's and just getting things done. Oh, okay. <laughs> inventory is getting heavy then. <laughs> yeah, kind of. It's a, It was particle board, and it got wet, so it started to to bend heavily in the middle so it was just moments away from completely breaking oh okay um so um how was your q4 so far uh as a newbie i think it's going pretty good i'm getting um semi-regular sales like uh at least i'd say a sale every other day uh either it's something big on ebay or maybe it's just a couple of bucks on amazon uh, last yeah. night was kind of good. I had three books on Amazon and an eBay. So, so I think um, it's going pretty well. At, well. That's good. Uh, so you have an active uh, Amazon account too, as well as eBay, right? I do. I do everything. I do Facebook, Craigslist, LetGo, uh, eBay, Amazon, OfferUp, and I'm just getting ready to try out Poshmark. Yeah, I've been... I've been uh, a little bit more active on Poshmark lately mm -hmm. um, because I've been strictly eBay this far as far as me uh, reselling. Yeah. So, uh, I did have my first sale last week, so uh, it's looking pretty good. Nice. Yeah. Um, uh, how long you we, been? How, when did you start reselling? Well, technically, like 18 years ago is when I first heard about it. I worked for FedEx and one of the guys working there was like the OG of reselling because he told me he was going to garage sales and then flipping on, on eBay. So I decided to give it a shot and I failed miserably at it. <laughs> I remember I bought a Nintendo, an 8-bit Nintendo for like $10 and someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I want to say back then, and this is like 2000, um, that how much you started your auction price determined how much your fee was going to be. Right. And so I just started at 99 cents because it was, it was the cheapest. And, uh, I think it sold for 99 cents. And, and, uh, I've had that happen before too. Oh man. Actually was, quite was, recently. actually. <laughs> really? Yeah. And then, uh, and then I bought some Tony Robbins cassette tapes for like 50 cents and I think I sold them for 17 but then after like the fees and then I didn't have a box and I paid, you know, paid shipping, it came out to like 
a $5 profit. And then I was like, this is a waste of time. I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't do it again for uh, just until like two, three months ago. I I do like garage sales. I've found that I've always had a knack for those. Like my mom held one not too long ago and she was like, I guess I could sell this for 50 cents. So I was like, mom, I can get $5 out of that. I just, I'll negotiate with these people. And so I've always had a little bit of a knack for, for garage sale, both selling and buying. Now, are you a full-time seller or do you have a, a full-time like regular job or what do you do? I do. I have a full-time regular job. I work for a, a nonprofit and um, when I'm not doing that, to me, it feels like I'm reselling full-time because um, whenever I can squeeze in doing something, whether it's um, listing on eBay, if it's uh, packaging something, just doing whatever I can. Sometimes I'll go back in and delete something off a Facebook group and then repost it just so that it's back in front of someone's face. Just whatever I can do, whenever I can do it. Right. I also have, you know, a wife and three kids and they all want my attention. Matter of fact, I'm actually sitting out in my car right now to do this so that they aren't bugging me while I'm, <laughs> <laughs> while I'm no, inside. I totally understand uh, as far as, you know, working a 40 plus hour a week job and then the mm -hmm. same time having to, to, you know, hustle and do your side business with eBay and you have Amazon and other platforms you sell on. So, yeah, you know, like I said, when I was DMing you about the interview, I'm like, man, you are a busy guy. You're a hard guy to hold down, right? Yeah. And well, even just uh, this morning, I got up and my kids, which I love when I'm doing reselling in front of them because they're they're learning these life lessons like nothing is free and uh, you're going to have to work hard. And so my two youngest hit me up last night and said, if we clean the entire house, how much would you pay us? <laughs> and I said, all right. You're going to clean to my standards and then I'll give you $10 each. And they're just like, no way and running around the house crazy. And so I've been managing them this morning and I like made breakfast for everyone and getting my shipments ready. And then I was looking at my clock going like, I can go to Lowe's real quick and buy a new shelf and be back in time for the interview. So it's time management is, is very important to me, especially like in my job, I, uh, I'm in logistics. So it's all about like, getting things ready on time yeah yeah uh, yeah i understand how busy you are i'm, I'm in the same boat right now um yeah I we had a hard time like figuring ones. out my little ones are grown up already but still yeah you know i work 40 hours plus you know in here at the casino and then yeah. anytime i have off i'm i'm doing my ebay you know business i you know i'm sorting yeah. i'm listing sending packages out you know it's mm -hmm. it's you know it's full time it's it's gotten so so much where my wife, and I think I've talked about it in my previous podcast, is, um, you know, my wife looked at me one day and she's all, you need a break. Yeah. Yeah. You, you need at least a weekend off because you look burnt out. I'm like, really? Yeah. She's all, yeah. So I, I you know, I took to her suggestion. Like, you know what? Yeah. I've been, I've been, you know, selling since January mm -hmm. and I've been nonstop since. Yeah. And my wife's I... like, yeah, you need, you need at least a couple. Okay, let's take a weekend off. You know, we won't source. We won't, you know, I won't list. You know, we'll just take care of any sales that comes in. But other than that, you know, we'll we'll do whatever you want. And it, it helped. Even a couple of days off, it helped me kind of replenish and, and re-energize and, and stay focused on, on what I'm doing. Yeah. And then 
I would add to that, like, it's, it's important to, to remember why we're doing this because uh, anyone out there who is listening and has a family, like just recently, my wife just very, just very openly was with me. She was like, you know, I know you're here, but I, I kind of miss you. And I said, what do you, what do you mean? Cause I'm going to fix this immediately. Uh, she's like, well, you know, I appreciate all the hard work you're doing, but sometimes, you know, I kind of miss just being around you and talking with you, but I understand that you're busy getting things ready. And, and I said, well, I'm going to fix that because uh, I don't know about anyone else, but I'm doing this for my family and it's not going to do me any good if I run my relationship with my wife. So right. uh, taking that break and taking that time to just slow down and spend time with my family, it's, it's very important. Like as soon as I get done with this interview and uh, I got to get these shipments to the post office, I'm, I'm done for the day. I told my kids they get my total and complete attention. We're going to play board games and watch movies. And, yeah. Uh, I know in my mind, I'm like, I want to work. I want to, I want to list. But, yeah, your mind keeps running. You're like, oh, man, what can I, li- I need to list. I need to, right. you know, when can I go source again? And, you know. Right. Uh, but I'm I doing this for them. And I, I don't want to, I don't want to kill those relationships. Right. Over this. I don't want them to think the money is more important than them. Cause that's just, that's a, that's a fool's game. Right. Right. Um, my next question is, uh, what are your goals as far as reselling? Are you, do you want to go full time eventually? Or are you just doing it for some extra money? I don't know yet, to be honest with you. Um, I do know that I have always wanted to be my own boss. I can't stand someone telling me how much I'm worth or the market telling me how much I'm, how much I'm worth. So I've always had a passion to be my own boss. I just haven't had the finances to like get, you know, uh, like I've always wanted to have a barbecue business. That's a real passion of mine. Um, so if this could turn into a full-time thing, great. Uh, at the moment, it's more of just, you know, just some extra money. Like I bought a mirror a couple of weeks ago for $10 at a garage sale. And then within like two hours, I sold it for 50 bucks. And I was like, thank you. You just paid for my gas this week. Yeah. So that those little, little wins like that are just kind of nice. Um the more I'm doing it, the more I do think maybe this could turn into a full-time job um, where I can be my own boss, but I still have a lot to learn. And um, my bank role is it's relatively small, I guess. Uh, it is small compared to like most people who, who do this. Like what's that couple in Tampa rally roots? Oh yeah. yeah. You know, they're like, Oh, we just spent $5,000 on air fryers <laughs> today. I'm like, Whoa. Yeah, I, it must be nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm following Rally Roots on Instagram, and it's just like it. It I know uh, I've only been doing it less than a year, and I, I know they've been doing it a lot longer. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, they, every time I see that, or I'll see you know uh, Reezy resells or something, and he, how much yeah. he spends on shoes, I'm like, I don't, I don't get like sad or anything or, or depressed about it. I just like that's a goal where I want to be eventually. Yeah, and that's. Um that's what I keep in mind too. Like I started with uh, $45 and then whenever I, I sell something that I've bought, I take my purchase price back. Then I add 20% of the sale price to my bankroll and then the rest is profit for my family. And just from doing that, I've grown my bankroll from uh, $45 to like $270. So it's, it's not going to happen overnight, but, uh, 
with time and patience and following, you know, that sort of scheme, I'll be able to get the bankroll up. No, no doubt to several thousand dollars. All right. Yeah. It, it might, does, might it take four take or five time. years, but yeah, it does. It can't time. happen. I, I, I knew that going into it because I've, I've researched before I even started reselling mm-hmm. and I knew it was, it was going to be hard work, which, you know, work I enjoy doing. Right. And I knew it was going to take time to build my capital as far as eBay. And it's slowly building. I've been doing it for, what is it? We're in November. We're going 11 months now. I've been selling. Right. So it's my capital is slowly starting to build. Right. You know, which is one of the goals was just to, you know, not to spend the money that you profit off on other things. Just keep it as capital and reinvest mm-hmm. it into your business. Right. You know, and if there's anything extra that I can use, I'll use for like pay a bill or go grocery shopping or something like that, you know, just something a little easier on us as far as, you know, so we don't have to live, you know, paycheck to paycheck, you know, and try yeah. to figure out finances and stuff like that. But, you know, I'm getting there. I'm slowly, I'm slowly getting there. No, dude, your, uh, your podcast has been very helpful. So, uh, things we hear you talking about and doing it's, it's like bolos. So keep going, man. Oh, thanks. Um, how can people find you on social media? Um, uh, pretty much only, I do have a Twitter account, but I hardly ever use it. Yeah. I don't but I'm on, <laughs> yeah, I'm on Instagram as uh, middleman hustle. So M I D D L E M A N and hustle H U S T L E. So it's at uh, Instagram handle at middleman hustle. Correct. Awesome. Yeah. Pretty much, uh, pretty much only use that. I have, uh, other Instagram accounts that I'll kind of keep to myself, like my store, but um, I mainly use the middleman just for hopefully just inspiration, like no other reason. If anyone ever thinks I'm I'm using it to brag, that's they're missing <laughs> the point. Right. I mean, I'm excited. Like I'm trying to, I've been trying to influence uh, two people in my life. Like you can make some extra money. Like look at this beanie baby that I bought for 10 cents and then I sold it for $35. Like, you can do this too. Like I'm not, I'm not some sort of reselling genius. I'm just, my, my game plan when I go out to source is pretty much just nostalgia. Like, uh, I do, I do look up stuff, but if I see like these pristine beanie babies, I know in the entire world, there's one person out there that wants it. You know what I mean? Yes. So it's this hat that I had. I'm like, most people would look at it and go like, no one's going to want that. And you're right. The vast majority of people don't want this hat, but there's one person out there who does. And that's who I'm going to sell it to. <laughs> no, that's awesome. And that's a, that's a good mindset to have because you, you know, you look at something and a lot of resellers have their own, have their own niche, mm-hmm. you know, but you know, there's a lot of resellers on there. And it's like, I know I can make a profit off this, or I know this is vintage or, you know, they kind of know they have a, broad sense of of what they they know can sell you know a lot of people are comfortable from what for what they know like you know teachers or women's clothing they have a niche for that you know as far as me um i'm into sports and stuff so i know jerseys i know i know a little bit about shoes but not very much but when i started i started with with men's and women's clothing because it was cheap to get at the bins 
Mm-hmm. And it was a great way to start and, and to build my capital and then eventually move on to, you know, you know, uh, jerseys and shoes and stuff like that, because I'll have that, uh, that capital to spend on that, you know? Yeah. You know, as far yeah. as instead of just going to, you know, the Goodwill bins, I can go to Ross, you know, I can go to Burlington and, and do a little bit of RA instead of having to go to the Goodwill bins like every week. Yeah. Well, that's how I got back into this was uh my wife and i we decided to have a garage sale and we had one before and where i was like negotiating with people like they can i have this for a dollar and like three dollars and then we'd settle it too but we had this one two months ago and it was really just like i just want to get this junk out of here and let's make a little money off while we do it and during the garage sale there were there was like all these people rolling up hey do you have any tools no. And then they would disappear. Do you have any video games? No. And then they turn on and disappear. And then I noticed this lady. So I was kind of like, what's going on with that? Like, <laughs> but then I noticed this lady, we had this stack of, of children's books. And my, my youngest wanted to sell. And we, we made it that garage sales. So like the kids could put things that they wanted out and then they can make the money off of it. So this lady, I see her over there and she's got these books and she's flipping them over and she's clearly scanning them. I knew what she was doing. And, uh, I was like, idiot, like, what, what is she doing? Like you're, she's making money off of you right now. And there's not really much you can do about it because they're not your books. They're your daughters. And, uh, so it was from that, that that's actually part of the reason I got back into this is just because I was like, man, these people are, I forgot all about making money off garage sales. So the following weekend, it was more of just kind of like a fun family outing. I gave all the kids $5 and I said, let's go out and garage sale and just see who can get the most interesting item. But in my mind, I was like, I'm going to see what I can find to flip with this $5. And uh, that's kind of how I, I got started. Oh, and then in the middle of the week, um, Gary V was kind of in, influential in me getting back into reselling a little bit. Like months ago, I saw this video where he was, uh, uh, he said something about like, no one cares about your feelings, bro. And then I saw other videos. And I remember him just mentioning and, and passing, like, find something on free on Craigslist and sell it. So when I decided to go garage selling, I just went to Craigslist and see what I could find. It was like junk, junk, free pallets, free moving boxes. And uh, there was a, a mountain bike on there for free. So I quickly ran over there and got it. And I didn't know what I was going to find. It was going to be like a piece of junk. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, actually, it was actually pretty nice. And I sold it for $30. And uh, that's what kind of gave me the bug to get back into it. I hit up the garage sales and just, again, just nostalgia, like found these old Disney McDonald's Happy Meal toys, pay like 50 cents for them and uh, sold them. I, I lost money on that one because I, uh, <laughs> it's funny, I'm in logistics, but I messed up the shipping. <laughs> <laughs> no, it happened. And it cost I, me I, money. <laughs> I've made mistakes with shipping quite a few times. So it's, I, I that was one of my fears. Uh, as far as going into reselling and i think and yeah. i'm talking to other resellers that that was their fear too was shipping how do i ship this thing out you know if it's heavy yeah. you know what did i put it in you know is you know the postal office going to reject it it's going to come back am i get a negative feedback you know that was one yeah. of my fears it's just like shipping just that aspect of of selling is the shipping and and for a long time i was just like oh, i don't know i don't know you know what i told myself instead of just worrying about it let's just play it by ear and, and just do your research and 
just do it. Just go out there and do it. And that's exactly what I did. I just started doing yeah. it. And now, I, now that I'm into it a lot longer than I was, I'm a little more experienced with it. I'm not as fearful as shipping. You know, I'm not scared to ship something yeah. big or bulky or anything like that because yeah, I kind of know how the shipping game works now. But yeah. I'm not, well, when I'm at work, a lot of times uh, I just give the powers that be that make the big decisions a ballpark figure. Oh, this is going to cost $8,000 approximately. And then, but so I kind of took that mentality when I went into my reselling, I was like, Oh yeah, this will cost like $5 to ship. And then I was wrong. It was nine and I lost money. So uh, I learned from those experiences and what I do, what I try to do now at least is uh, if I'm unsure, then I'll go in, I'll take all my photos. I'll make sure everything's square there. Then I'll pack it and what it's going to go out in and then weigh it, measurement, measure it, and then put that in while I'm listing yeah. so that I, I can have an idea what, what shipping is going to be. Or I'll go to like the USPS website or UPS and plug in those numbers to kind of give me an idea what it might cost. And then if there's not much room there for a profit, then I'll put the shipping on them. I'll just say like, no free shipping on this one. You're going to pay it. <laughs> Yeah, I just picked up uh, two massive 1955, 1950s encyclopedias uh, from from Facebook for free. And that's that's one that I'm like, I've uh, already taken the photos. I need to get a box now that I'm that I'm going to pack them up and measure it and weigh it and then kind of know like what this is going to cost to ship it. So I can tell the buyer like this is going to cost like thirty five dollars in shipping to get it to you. Yeah, that, that that was like I said. That was one of my fears. Is, is shipping. Yeah. Um, it still is for me too. I'm like, uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, next question is, uh, what is your daily routine as far as sourcing? When you when you do have time to source and everything, um, you know, where do you where do you go mainly? Um. So. Well, so in the morning, I, when I get up, um, have my coffee, and then I'll start looking on Facebook and uh, Craigslist for books that are free. I'll look for items. I'll just spend my morning sometimes uh, doing that. I used to just sit on the couch because I, I don't sleep like hours and hours and hours. Like I get five or six hours and I'm good. So I'd sit on the couch and like listen to audiobooks and play games on my phone. But now that I'm a reseller, I'll sit there and I'll go through the Facebook uh, Facebook marketplace and just see what's available. Um, uh, I'll see something like, oh, that's interesting. Jump on eBay, see if it's selling. If uh, most people, I didn't know that when I first got in. Be like, oh man, there's like 30 of these for a hundred bucks. And then none <laughs> of them sold. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just looking at things like that, uh, Craigslist or anything free. I'm, I'm, that's one of the ones that I really like is what's free. What can I pick up for free? Because even if, I don't know how other people think about this, but like, if I'm not doing anything and like, I'm not at work, I'm not making any money. So even if I get this thing and then flip it for five, 10 bucks, that's five, 10 bucks I didn't have. So I'm not too right. proud to, to do that kind of stuff. Right. Um, at my, so then I have to go to work and then lunchtime. Um, sometimes I meet up with my friends and then there's a Goodwill nearby. And so I'll hit up Goodwill at lunch sometimes. Uh, I've gone to the uh, Salvation Army at lunch before, uh, but a lot of times at lunch, as part of my daily routine, it's it's listing. 
Um, and then when I get home or I get off of work, just depending on whether or not my wife can pick up our daughter from, from after school care and if she has soccer practice, again, uh, if I have some money in my bank roll, I'll hit up Goodwill. I'll meet some, someone off Facebook. I'll swing by their house and pick up their bike for $5 so I can flip it for 20. And, um, and then the weekends, uh, Saturday morning, bright and early. I love it. Garage selling. Uh, try to go out with, I don't know. I don't like, cause I don't have like a massive bankroll, but you, you'd be surprised. I mean, as you probably know, but maybe listeners know you, you could be, you'd be surprised how much you could pick up for $20. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially garage sales and stuff. And mm-hmm. I, I've mentioned this in other podcasts. I was just like, you know what? Because when I interviewed Pure Hustle podcast, uh, Orlando does, and uh, and Mike, they both do garage sales there because they live in Southern California. And there's always garage sales out there mm-hmm. in California, and they're always hitting up the garage sales. And you know what? I go, I here in Las Vegas, it's the same way. There's always garage sales out here. Yeah. And I, don't utilize it like I should. And and I've been slowly trying to go to more and more garage sales on the weekend. And just so, you know, because like you said, you know, for 20 bucks, you know, you could pick up a, a lot of stuff that you can resell for profit. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. I, uh, I recently read a book called um, Never Split the Difference by Christopher Voss. I highly recommend that to anyone who is interested in reselling because it's all about negotiating and he gives you tips um, for negotiating. Like there's a thing called mirroring. There's a thing called labeling. And once I started using those techniques, I know some people might, they might call it manipulating. I don't think it's manipulating people. I don't make them do anything, Right. but through these, 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 through these negotiating tactics, you're basically just kind of get people to talk. And so, to give a, a good example, uh, I was at a garage sale a couple weeks ago, and this guy had a waffle maker. And my wife just a couple weeks ago was like, man, I'd love to have some waffles, but we don't want to spend like $25 on one. So I see this, this waffle maker, and I said, how much for this waffle maker? And he was like, oh, it's $10, brand new. And I went, it was no box or anything. And I was like, brand new? That's a labeling negotiating tactic. And, or I'm sorry, it's a mirroring, mirroring negotiating tactics. I just repeated back what he just said, which just makes him talk more. Oh, yeah, yeah, we've only used it once. Used it once. And he's like, yeah, yeah, just maybe just once or twice. So, you know, and from just that, he realized what he was saying was ridiculous. It's not brand new. And he dropped the price on his own to $5. So <laughs> I'm, I recommend that book because if you can negotiate a price down that's just more money in your pocket down the road right so don't ever accept like the first thing that people offer you because they're offering they want the most you want the least and then even though the book's called splitting the never split the difference you're going to split the difference some way but hopefully it's a little bit more on your end um yeah i love garage selling i'll go out and just i was telling a friend like you'll hit five and not find anything but You'll go to one and it'll be a gold mine right. because you'll go to the first couple ones and they're just stingy. Like I bought this for $20 in 1981. So I want 19, like no way, like, you know, bye later, but you'll go to the next one. And they're just kind of like mine was two months ago. Just like, I'm just trying to get rid of it. Take it. 
So uh, I went up to this one, and this lady had these two really nice lamps. Our lamp is kind of dingy. So she wanted 15 for both of them. Uh, I said, hey, do you mind if I take a picture of these and show them to my wife through text message? And she goes instantly. She's like, you can have uh, both of them for five. So I said, both for five? She's like, oh, yeah, I just want to get rid of them. So I showed my wife. She actually wasn't interested. So the lady was like, oh, that's a shame. And I said, well, if I took these, because in my mind, I'm already thinking about reselling them locally. I said, man, if I took these home, I'd really have to get them for like a dollar for both. And she goes, take them. So they went from two for 15 to two for a dollar. And I got them. And then I realized, like, that's the precedence here. We've set the first number. Like, this is the first sale. I mean, so we know how it's going to go. So then I was like, what about these Steve Madden shoes? Oh, I paid $100 for those a year ago. And I was like, will you take $2? And <laughs> she did. So it's amazing. Like That's awesome. So, yeah. Um, one last question. Uh, sure. I know you're fairly a new reseller, but I know you've, you've known about selling for a long time. But, uh, my question is, I always ask re, uh, resellers on my podcast, is if there's a new reseller out there and it, they had just signed up for eBay or, or Amazon or whatever right. platform they're selling on, and they just started, um, what advice would you give a, a brand new reseller? Um, I'd give a couple. So we already kind of touched on one is like, you got to stop being afraid to, to lose money. Like it's going to happen. You're going to buy something. And that like, I bought this star Wars kids bike and I'm like, everyone loves star Wars. Well, I'm wrong. <laughs> like no one, no one wants this bike. I've had it for like two months. I've even dropped it down to like the price I bought it from just to get my money back. And I can't get anyone to write me and buy this bike. So Either I need to stop being afraid to lose money and I need to just sell it for a loss just so I can have some of my capital back. Or the other piece of advice I might suggest to someone is you just got to develop extreme patience. Like I've listened to uh, Orlando and Michael on Pure Hustle podcast and Orlando's like, man, I've had this thing listed for six years. I'm like, six years? Yeah, I remember that I, one. <laughs> I might have like taken that thing to Goodwill and just counted it as a loss, but he has extreme patience. You got to have one or the other. Either you just got to be like, well, I'm just going to take a loss on this one. Or you're going to have to develop extreme patience and hang on to that thing until you do find uh, a buyer. Yeah. Um, I'd also tell people to manage their time. It's very important. Like, uh, if you're just kind of lallygagging and just, I'll do it later, that's not going to help you. You got you to gotta take advantage of, of all your time. Uh, and then Reezy, Reezy sells, says, Reezy, Reezy resells, says, that's a bit of a tongue twister. Reezy <laughs> resell says, if you ain't flipping, you slipping. Well, I have a little bit of a play on that one where, uh, and I say this to myself, uh -huh. and that's, uh, you don't exist if you don't list. <laughs> so, so I took a friend of mine garage sale a couple of weeks ago. He's he's like a full time and a half student. He's taking like crazy amount of classes. Newly married, they're broke. Uh, they're like barely getting by. So I said, Hey, listen, Saturday morning, get up, come with me garage selling. Get out there, we'll hit it hard, and then uh, see what you can find that you can flip. And he's like, Oh man, I'm all about it. So we go out, we hit up the garage sales. He picks up a bunch of stuff, and then like a week later. I said, uh, how's your stuff going? Have you sold anything? 
he's like, oh, I haven't listened to anything yet. We really like this, some of this stuff, so it's kind of sitting on the shelf. And I'm like, dude, you can't be a collector and a reseller. <laughs> no one knows this stuff's for sale. You don't right. exist. You have to list. <laughs> right. So Sometimes it's hard. You know, you find something that you that you personally like, and you're like, oh, man, it, it, and, it, and you can flip it for a good profit, and you're like, oh, man, should I keep it or should I just yeah. sell it? And there's a lot of good clothing out there that I found that I flipped mm-hmm. and I could have just kept for myself. So absolutely, yeah. yeah. There, there's that line where you know you, either you're sourcing to make a profit to run your business, or mm-hmm. you're collecting stuff like you said for yourself. You know, you you got to make a decision whether you're going to uh, flip it or keep it. Right. Well, actually, he has like a really smart plan. Well, he he was looking at stuff and buying stuff, and I was like. I wouldn't have spent three seconds on it, but <laughs> like he, he, I saw, or he saw it. I, I looked at it and I was like, why is he wasting time on that thing? He saw this little, uh, old vintage, you know, everyone loves that word vintage, uh, cooking scale. It was yellow and he took some time to look at it and he saw that it said made in Germany and it was still working. And, and he, he picked it up for like $2 we get in the car and I'm like inside of my, my brain, I'm like laughing, like what a waste. And he looks it up and it's selling for like $60. And I'm like, <laughs> then I'm back in my own head, like you're an idiot. And <laughs> so he, I said, man, you know, that's really cool. And he goes, yeah, I'll just put that, um, put that up on my shelf as uh, for like house guest as a talking point. And then once it sells, I'll, I'll take it off the shelf and ship it. And I'm like, well, that's, that's kind of cool. Like that's not a bad idea, <laughs> but you don't exist if you don't list. So like you have to put it on something like eBay or local. Right. Right. No, I, that's good advice. Uh, the one uh, with the, uh, with your scheduling your time, especially with, with guys like us who work full time yeah. you know, at a corporate job and in, and in, you know, side hustle, you know, yep. and, but um, I mean, I have just eBay and I'm doing Poshmark, you know, but you I mean, you're doing a whole lot of, of uh, what uh, selling with other platforms, do you find it's a little overwhelming sometimes? A little bit, a little bit, but um, I have a, a screensaver on my phone. It's, uh, it's I took it off Gary V's Instagram and it's just a, excuse me. It says, uh, Oh, you have time. You just chose something else. And that is constantly in my face and making me think about, I'm spending time. I turn my phone on and it hits me in the face. And it's like, you're about to go into your phone and you can go watch YouTube videos or you can play a game or whatever, but you can choose to use your time wisely and you can go in and uh, revise your listings on eBay to hopefully like entice some of these watchers to buy. You can go repost on let go any number of things that I could be doing to help, uh, help sell. Um, it sometimes feels a little, a little overwhelming, but at the same time, like I'm my own boss. So yeah, I don't, I don't have any real deadlines. The only person driving me is me, but then I can also, uh, make myself switch off and just, uh, like I'm going to do this afternoon. I'm going to switch off. I'm going to give my family the attention that, uh, they deserve it. And, and, uh, later on I'll, I'll get at it. Like the, the yeah. other day. Uh, so I hope I'm not talking too much, but this is just kind of no, kind of funny. Good, good example. Uh, 
my personality type is I get into something like really heavy and then uh, I'll kind of lose interest and dive off. So as long as my wife and I have been together, there's been probably a couple things where I've gotten, I've gotten into and then kind of lost interest. Well, when I started doing this, my wife, when I was like, I just want you to let you know, I'm fully supporting this hobby. (laughs) (laughs) She's like this, this hobby of making money. I'm all about that. You you keep (laughs) doing that. So, uh, I've been the only one doing all of the, the reselling, but then Friday she's, she's a nurse. And so she had to day off and uh, I'm at work. And then all of a sudden I get this text message and it's a picture of this hideous Yankee jacket. And I say hideous because I'm a Red Sox fan, <laughs> but this Yankee jacket is like pristine condition. And she's like, what do you think? Should I buy it? And so I was like, where are you? She's like, Oh, I'm not at Goodwill looking for stuff. And I'm like, who are you? And what have you done with my wife? Because <laughs> I didn't, you haven't really been interested in this kind of stuff. And so um, she buys the Yankee jacket and then I'd had a full work week. So I took the afternoon off and uh, we both went to Goodwill together and I couldn't find anything uh, to source. And then all of a sudden I'm scanning books. I've gone through the men's clothing and I'll, I'm standing there and all of a sudden she runs over and she drops this dress in the basket and she's on the phone and she continues her conversation she gets off the phone she's like this is an expensive dress i'm like it is (laughs) she's like yeah this feel the fabric i'm like i have no idea what you're talking about like feel the fabric she's (laughs) like you just you can just tell it's great quality and so we went through all of the racks like she excuse me she went through all of the dress racks and i think we ended up buying four dresses and um we got them home we photographed them and we bought them with the thinking, like, this will be our intro into Poshmark. We'll see how it goes, right? Um, so that was last Friday. I know how I am. I wanted those things posted on Friday. But with just life itself and my wife's schedule, like, she's at work right now, I, I know I just have to say, well, we'll get it posted when we get it posted. Like, I want it posted now, obviously, but life is what it is right now. And so... She's at work. She can't help me. I don't know how to describe a dress. Uh, put your arms through these two holes. That's how I would list it. It would it would not be well. So I have to wait until she can help me. So that's part of it. It's just you have to be driving yourself, as you know, but at the same time, you just have to know when you have to, like, kind of pump the brakes. And on those dresses right now, I got to pump the brakes. Like, I could post it, but it would be a terrible – Terrible listing. Right. Yellow dress. And someone would be like, it's not yellow, it's canary. Put it down. <laughs> yeah. You know? I, yeah, I totally know <laughs> what you're talking about. I've sold a few dresses and I really had to research on how to use the right keywords to describe the dress and everything like that. So, oh, yeah. I, yeah, I totally I, botch it. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ryan, thank you very much for being on. You were an awesome guest. Your story is amazing. Um, you're, you know, I, just like me, I hope someone out there who, who gets inspired by your story, especially being, you know, working full time. You know, I, I know we keep mentioning it about working full time, but, you know, there's a lot of people yeah. out there that work full time and want to do this and think they can't do this. But I know they can go out and do this. So Absolutely. Like, uh, learn. I would tell anyone who's listening, learn. There are podcasts like this one, uh, Pure Hustle Podcasts, uh, Rally Roots. There's, there's podcasts out there. and. I'll listen to them and like Pure Hustle podcast. They're like, hey, listen, used ink. 
people want used ink or not used ink, but ink, yeah, ink cartridges, ink cartridges you know, and whatnot. Yeah. And I was like, what? So that very next garage sale weekend, there was, uh, there was three packets of, of, uh, of ink still wrapped. They were old, like August, 2012 old. Yeah. But I picked them up for 12 cents, listed them on, on eBay. And then they sold for like eight bucks and I got positive reviews on it. Right. I never, ever would have thought that someone would buy six-year-old ink and be excited about it. Yeah. But I only knew that because I was, I learned, I listened to podcasts like yours and other ones where people are talking about things that they're buying and selling. And so, um, I, I'm a learner. So any success you see of mine, like on my Instagram account, a lot of that is just from learning from other people and getting out there and trying. That that's exactly right. Yeah, I mean, you just you, you. That's what's great about the reselling community is that you can learn off each other. Mm-hmm. And there's no, you know, there's no seat, real secrets as far as you know reselling. They're they're very happy to show you what they sold. They're very happy how they source. You know, you know. So yeah. you know, there's a lot of information out there. So you know, it's great. It's a great community, and and you can learn a lot. Yeah, I on my Instagram, I try to put little things on there that might help someone uh, sell more. A lot of times, it's just just photos i know recently i put on there about um when you're the one buying like keep your mouth shut like (laughs) i had a a seller uh i'm sorry i had a buyer recently was trying to buy for me and because they were asking questions about these frank sinatra records i have i was like wait a minute is my record more more valuable than i think it is and sure enough it was and so i ended up getting more money out of the guy so i hope you know, when I do my Instagram account, then that people see those sort of things, get inspired and like, oh, man, I'll keep my mouth shut right. <laughs> and I'll be able to buy this thing even cheaper. Yeah. I mean, I mean, guys, you know, like you, um, you know, you know, Pure, Pure Hustle podcast, you know, Reezy, whoever's selling out there, you know, it there you can learn a lot off. It doesn't matter how yeah. long you've been reselling or if you've been reselling for, you know, 20 years, there's always you can always learn new stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Ryan. Thank you very much for being on. I appreciate it. And, you know, hopefully sometime in the future we'll get you back on and get you caught up. on. I would love it. Thank you for listening. I know I can be a little little verbose. No, (laughs) that's fine. You are an outstanding guest. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It was a real honor. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. now it's time to go over my ebay uh sales um i know it's q4 and sales supposed to be picking up but um i know i'm not in the same boat and i see a lot of resellers on instagram that have the same are having the same issues i don't know if it's an issue but i think just people are just waiting for black friday and then just start making you know those sales but mine been kind of slow so uh, I did have a few. Uh, one, uh, let's start with the, I don't know how to pronounce the name. It's a, it's a woman's dress. It's what they call a bodycon dress. I've had it up in my store forever. It's probably one of the first dresses that I listed on eBay. And I picked it up because it was a pretty nice dress, but it had a flaw. It had a little tear on the shoulder. And I think I had it up for $17.99. But... Uh, the brand name is, I want to say Musil, M-I-U, 
S-O-L. If I'm pronouncing that wrong, please correct me. Uh, Three-quarter sleeve. Uh, the bottom part of the dress is lace. Top part of the dress is like cotton. Uh, again, three-quarter sleeve. Had it up for... I found it at the Savers Bins long time ago. Months and months and months ago. And took a best offer of 15 they offered 15. It wasn't even like a back and forth thing. It was just like, they offered 15. I accepted. I just wanted to get rid of it. So it's, it's off to its new, I shipped it off to its new home. Um, pretty nice looking dress. And if someone is, is you know, knows how to uh, fix tears and I'm pretty sure they would take care of that tear because it's right in the seam of the shoulder. All they have to do is sew it back up. Uh, next up is Cubera, Cubavera men's tan drawstring pants they're like those cuban style pants uh all cotton uh 34 by 30 uh pretty nice size not a overly big size because big sizes do sell this one took a while to sell uh but i did sell it took a best offer of 16 i think i had it up for 19.99 because they were new with tags and these i found at the again at the savers bins uh, months ago, I think it might have been the same haul I sold this dress in. Uh, nothing special about them. Just just a, a tan drawstring pants. Just sold them. Got rid of them. 16 bucks. They were new with tags. That's the only reason why I picked them up. And uh, the comps were, were fairly good. Um, obviously not that great because it took forever to sell. But uh, they were new with tags. Um, this one here I thought was going to sell a lot quicker. Um, again, guys do your research when looking up stuff, but I did the research on this and the comps were really good on it. And as far as, uh, Polo Jean Company by Ralph Lauren, there's a woman's zip up cable knit sweater, really nice sweater. It's one of those, uh, wool sweaters that are real itchy. You know, if you don't wear something with it underneath, you're going <laughs> to be itchy all over. Really nice. Has a big collar, large, you know, cable knit. Uh, uh, on the uh, sweater itself, had it up for twenty nine ninety nine. Took forever. I don't know why. It was just a nice looking sweater. Uh, had a lot of low ball offers, but this one took at least four or five months to sell. But ended up taking a best offer of twenty five dollars. Um, this thing was a big sweater. I mean, I contemplated whether it was going to fit into a uh, flat rate uh, bubble mailer and it barely fit in there. <laughs> I mean, the bubble mailer was like round, basically. I mean, you could have just rolled it everywhere. You know, I could have rolled it into the USPS office, but I stuffed it in there, you know, it fits, it ships and uh, shipped it off to its new home. So I finally got rid of that one. Uh, next up is Banana Republic. The Traveler jeans, um, had them up for like a week. Found them at the Goodwill bins. Skinny jeans, Banana Republic, comps were good. Uh, listed them when I listed the jeans. They're a gray, uh, gray, gray jeans, and right away I got watchers, 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 and sure enough, a couple days later they sold. Wasn't even. A best offer. I put them up for twenty nine ninety nine, and exactly what I got. So shipped those off to its new home. So got rid of those quick. Made a, a quick uh, 
30 bucks on it. I uh, paid like a dollar, of course. Goodwill, Goodwill bins. Uh, next up is one of the jerseys. I got a large jersey haul at the Savers uh, about a month or two ago. And this was one of them. It was a sleeveless, majestic, navy blue Yankees uh, jersey. Kind of the mesh colored jersey. Uh, really cool looking jersey. Um, you don't see too many of sleeveless jerseys from Majestic, but uh, looked up comps, really didn't find anything. Uh, found other teams with these type of uh, sleeveless jerseys, but you know, like uh, Pittsburgh Pirates, they wear sleeveless jerseys sometimes. And um, Yankees, you never see. So I don't know if this was a, a, a like a limited edition thing or there was nothing really too special about it, uh, but it sold. It sold pretty quick, uh, 30 bucks. And it was a 2XL, so a pretty large size. So uh, I think I sold it to someone in Oregon, somewhere up north, somewhere around there. I'm not really sure. But hey, I sold it, 30 bucks, made, probably profited about between 18 and $20 maybe, somewhere around there. But uh, yeah, it was a pretty cool looking jersey. Uh, next up is uh, Cabela's Men's Orange uh, Black kind of like the orange black color real bright orange uh hoodie uh it's it's a mossy oak uh mossy oak is another brand that they sell like camouflage stuff like jackets and windbreakers and hats and pants and stuff with camouflage you can go hunting in or whatever and this one was like a bright color orange and black hoodie and it sold pretty fast had it up for like a week and then someone bought it uh, the buyer messaged me saying they were a student from Japan and they were going to a university in, I think UCLA or something like that. Uh, but, uh, he hadn't set up his residence yet. So he was staying at a hotel and um, he's like, can I change my address to this hotel and you can you deliver it there? I'm like, well, you know, if you change your address on the eBay, on your eBay profile, I can send it to you. But if you just I ship me or message me your address where you're staying at the hotel, I don't feel comfortable sending it because uh, it could get lost in transit. Uh, it could get stolen or, you know, just not show up where it's supposed to go. And basically, um, I'll be uh, responsible for that. And then not only will I have to refund forty dollars. You also won't have a hoodie. So, you know, I'm not, you know, I I believe if you don't use the address, I don't know if there's a Pitney Bowes thing or if this is a USPS thing. If you don't send it with the address that's on the eBay account that you're shipping it to, I believe you're not covered as far as like insurance. If it gets lost, um, there's no tracking. So if there's an issue, if there's no tracking, you won't be, uh, that you know, if there's an issue, eBay won't won't side with you if there's some sort of issue. You know, if there's tracking and they know it's tracking and it was delivered to where it was supposed to go, and the buyer says, Well, I never received it, and you know, and opens up a return case saying item not received, you know, eBay can look up all that stuff and say, Yeah, the tracking shows it was delivered. So you know, then the alternative of you just typing in the address. Your, or changing the address yourself. So I had issues like that before. But uh, he did change the address on his eBay 
account and I did ship it off to the hotel. Uh, I checked on it the other day and it was delivered. So, so far crossing my fingers that there's no issues, other issues. And he did get it. Um, next up, really cool Volcom. If you guys know Volcom, it's like a skateboard company, you know, caters to, you know, skaters. Volcom has been around forever. Uh, Volcom sweater, uh, woman's, it's an animal print, like a cheetah print, uh, black and like, uh, beige or tan. It's a high, low sweater. Not real thick, but thick enough to keep you warm. It was, I had issues. Well, I contemplated whether to get it because it was at the Goodwill bins. Because it was a small, like small petite. Uh, if you look at my Instagram, you can see you can see the the sweater. But it was a small, and it was a high low sweater, and the only uh, it was different because it was Volcom. You know, Volcom is real skate you know, caters to skateboarders and stuff like that. So they make women's clothes too. And real cool sweater. So, you know, I said, you know what? It's different. I'm going to pick it up. So hopefully somebody will, will buy it. And sure enough, someone bought it for 20 bucks. I think I had it for $24.99. I took a best offer of 20 and of course shipped it off to its new home. Um, next up is a pretty good flip. Um, I have to thank my wife for this one. If you, if you know savers or any type of thrift store, if they do this, where they throw a bunch of random stuff into a bag, a clear poly, and then uh, hang that stuff on hangers against the wall at a thrift store. Well, this is this is uh, the thing. My wife always looks at that stuff. She likes to look for like, um, well, first we, we look for... Uh, what do you call it? I can't think of it right now. Uh, graphing calculators, because graphing calculators—they're—they're they're just like the bread and butter. They will sell if you find them. She found some Starbucks ornaments in the poly. A lot of ten of them. There were Christmas ornaments. Starbucks all had different uh, looks to the ornaments. They weren't all the same. Uh, one was like a red and white cup, and one was an all white cup. It says Starbucks. One was a gold one and a red one. Bunch of different ones. They were up there for $3.99. Of course, I always carry around a coupon or I have some kind of discount on my account at Savers. Picked them up and they said, we looked them up. We did the research and said, yeah, the comps are fairly well. Christmas is coming around the corner. So let's pick them up and, and just separate the, the 10 of them into fives. And um, so I sold a lot of four and um one of the uh, one of the ornaments we actually saved for my stepdaughter because she wanted it. So it was a lot. So I had nine. So right now I have one that I sold for fifty bucks, forty nine ninety nine. Uh, a lot of four. They range from two thousand and five to two thousand and seventeen. Starbucks Christmas ornaments. Four. Uh, there were two ounce ornaments. I know I was rambling there. <laughs> I had no idea they were going to sell for $49.99. I, put, I, I actually listed these high thinking, I'm okay, I'll get the best offer. You know, I'll take like $40 for them or, or you know, maybe $35 because I only paid 4 bucks for the, all these. And sure enough, I, I put them for $49 and someone bought them for $49. You know, there's a lot of Starbucks collectors out there and there's, pe there's people out there who love Starbucks. Not everything Starbucks sells. But if it's the right thing, 
you know, you can sell some Starbucks products. Um, so I shipped them up. And with these things, because they're, they're delicate and they're fragile, I really had to wrap them in, in uh, bubble wrap and put some airbags into the box and just make sure if you sell anything fragile, you, you ship it very, very carefully. Because if it gets to your buyer and it's broken and, you know, you're going to end up refunding 50 bucks. So I made sure all the ornaments were wrapped individually in bubble wrap, put some airbags in between them around the box. It didn't move. Uh, even if you threw it around, just like, you know, the postal office does, they'll throw boxes around and um, it was delivered. So I had no complaints so far. So crossing my fingers that I get good feedback on that. Uh, last up is, and it was a good flip. I uh, played again, 20% off 399 of the ornaments, you know, flipped it for 49, you know, that's, that's basically what we do here. Find stuff that's really cheap and, and sell it for a profit. And I'm very happy with that Starbucks flip. Uh, last up is the lucky brand, what they call lucky brand, durable goods. It's a men's short sleeve t-shirt with a, <laughs> it's kind of funny, a grizzly bear playing a guitar, but it was Lucky Brand. So I picked it up at Saver or not Savers, Goodwill Bins and comps were actually comps for men's Lucky Brand t-shirts are really good. If you guys look them up and, and look up uh, Lucky Brand Durable Goods, uh, men's t-shirts, man, they sell every day. If you want to make a good, decent little flip, pick up these Lucky Brand T-shirts because they sell. Um, they don't sell for a whole lot, but you know you can make a flip on them if you're getting them at the Goodwill bins for less than a buck. Like I always say, my big hauls that I get from the Goodwill bin, break it down. You know, it's I'm paying less than a dollar for all these all these uh, clothing items. So I I sold it for twelve fifty. Took a best offer of twelve fifty. I think I had it up for. Oh man. They had it for $16.99 or $17.99. I think it was $17.99. And he negotiated all the way down to $12.50. And I figured, you know what? It's it's a good it's a good flip. Because you know, it's a t-shirt. It don't weigh anything. It only costs a few bucks to ship. So, you know, it's a good flip. I just you know, I'm not gonna make a huge profit of it off of it, but you know, it's sold. You know, it's lucky brand. And that's pretty much it for my sales. Um Hopefully, I'm crossing my fingers that, you know, Black Friday this week is just going to, I'm going to be having sale after sale. So, I'm going to let you guys know <laughs> right now, if I don't get to uh, next week's podcast, it's, it's because I'm crazy busy with Q4 and listing. And I mean, I got a whole pile uh, right now of clothing that I need to list and I really need to get, you know, get going and kicking ass on that. But um, that's pretty much it for my uh, week uh, weekend sales. Um, let's go on to some eBay news. Okay, it's time for some eBay news. Uh, this one comes from the street.com. It, and especially with the holiday season coming up, uh, especially you sellers out there. And it goes for buyers too. Um, this article uh, headline is Top 7 eBay Scams to Look Out For in 2018. 
And I'm trying I'm to try not to read it verbatim, but it's actually a really good article, uh, especially for sellers. You got to look out for scammers, uh, people trying to scam you out of an item and, and at the same time get their money back, stuff like that. Um, whether you're a frequent buyer or seller on eBay or consider yourself more of an occasional pursuer, there are a lot of ways you can get scammed through online retail. From a classic bait and switch to fraudulent pay services, the method of online scammers seems endless. So what are some big scams to look out for on eBay? How can you avoid them? Because nothing should stand in your way of getting that new novelty Spider-Man costume, right? Um, what is an eBay scam? Much like other scams on Craigslist or Facebook, eBay scams are typically targeted at users who are too trusting or aren't vigilant as they should be when enacting business transactions. But there is no shame. Internet scams have notoriously gotten more sophisticated as time has passed. With a myriad of ways, internet scammers can trick you out of your money and goods. It is becoming increasingly important to understand that the threats to understand the threats and know how to act. So what are some of the major eBay scams? And these are the top seven ones. Fake PayPal accounts. That's uh, it's not counting down one through seven. They're just just seven things to look out for as far as getting scammed. Uh, number one, fake PayPal account. For those whose eyes are less trained to spot fake emails, a fake PayPal email can be tricky. Some buyers on eBay may set up a fake PayPal account or have a fake PayPal confirmation email, creating created to trick you into thinking they've paid for the goods you've sold after you sold it to them. Unfortunately, the only real way to avoid this scam is to check your PayPal balance directly and not to click on any links in the confirmation email. This way you can see if you actually paid without compromising your safety by opening any sketchy links. Number two, seller uses incorrect name. And this goes for the sellers here. This scam is particularly frustrating for us uh, for this eBay scam. And I never, I, I'm going to stop reading the article right here. I have no idea about this scam. Um, because it, I don't know how old this article is. But uh, when you send an, when you sell an item and you send it out and it has the person's shipping address, you can change that address. I don't know if you knew that. You can go in there and, and change the address. You can change the name on it, whatever uh, specifics that the buyer wanted. And I don't do it. I don't mess with the shipping address unless there's some sort of issue where eBay comes up with a, a red uh, error tag on it saying not a proper uh, address. So you got to contact the buyer and say, hey, your address is not valid, stuff like that. Uh, seller uses incorrect name. The scam is particularly frustrating for the eBay for this eBay scam. The seller will list a normal item, generally with the buy it now option. And once you purchase it and send the money, the scammer will intentionally botch your name by spelling your name incorrectly enough. You as the buyer will likely return it to the post office thinking it isn't yours because there's not your name on it. Unfortunately, getting it marked refused or returned and effectively cutting you off from the option of the eBay 
money back guarantee because it doesn't have your name on it. Once you are unable to get your money back, the scammer will have succeeded in getting your cash and their package back. As an added insult to injury, you won't be able to leave any feedback since the transaction will be considered a, re a resolved dispute. Now, I would think to go that far to scam someone out of their money, it would have to be a high-priced item. Something hundreds of dollars or maybe even thousands of dollars, I think. Because if you're just trying to scam people out of $20, $25, $30, it's not worth it. It's not worth getting banned from eBay, getting your account cut off, you know, not able to sell anything on any platform or even maybe fraudulent charges against you, you know. So I would think that that type of scammer is looking for the big payout. Uh, number three, phishing emails from eBay. While the pretense may vary from referring a recent transaction to offering a special deal, phishing emails from e eBay are a common scam that can be pretty hard to distinguish distinguish sorry those emails appear to be sent from ebay and always ask you to perform some kind of action either to provide information or click on the link that sends you to a seamlessly safe site like a fake ebay or paypal of course instead of actually taking you to those safe sites the email robs you of either your identity or money so we all know these days that you know, you don't open any type of link or emails. You don't know who it's from unless it's directly from PayPal or, you know, it's it's a legit email, uh, eBay email. You know, you don't you wouldn't click on, you know, open this email from eBay immediately regarding your account. You know, something to that effect uh, to ensure you aren't a victim of this kind of scam. Check your eBay account immediately since you won't be able to see any communication there and don't provide sensitive information like banking details without verifying beforehand. That's a good tip. Uh, number four, missing transactions or fake second chances. You might be bidding on an item on eBay and suddenly disappears, but instead of moving on, the seller emails you describing how a technical issue with eBay caused the listing to be removed or that you were the highest bidder and got the item. The scammer will send you instructions on how to complete the purchase via email. That's already shady there when they ask you to complete it by email. But in reality, the seller was either suspended by eBay or is trying to scam you over email without the oversight of eBay guidelines. So we know as buyers, even sellers, you know, it's against eBay policy to uh, do any type of transaction uh, off of eBay through eBay. So if you're selling something on eBay and then a buyer, you know, emails you say, Hey, I'll give you this much, you know, just send me your PayPal link. No, you just tell them you need to purchase it through eBay. Sorry. I've had that happen once where someone offered me some money through email and saying, I'll buy them off you right now. And then send me your PayPal link. I'm like, no, you have to just purchase it through eBay. I'm not going to go through all that mess. Um, in order to remain safe, ignore any items that are no longer listed and save yourself the trouble. Number five, secret or special information for sale. I've never heard of this one. While the scam might seem more obvious to the cynical eBay user, 
Other fairly common scams is to see special information for sale, which could range from ridiculously from the ridiculous, like getting electronics for free or to crazy weight loss claims. This obvious solution to this scam is to be wary. Offers that are too good to be true are probably uh, are probably able to be found for free or not worthy of your time or money. Use common sense. Using common sense can go a long way. That is very true. Just use your common sense. If it's too good to be true, it probably is. You know, it. anything looks too good to be true, it probably is. So, you know, just, you know, I wouldn't trust it as far as you can throw it. Uh, number six, counterfeit or deeply discounted items. There is a definitely big counterfeit industry, and eBay is no different than Chinatown. This is what was written. Sorry, I don't use this. Buying directly from manufacturers can save you money, but you need to be wary on eBay. Seeing high-end brand names with 70 to 80% off a normal retail price should raise some red flags. Either the item items are counterfeit or the seller is a scammer. You won't actually get anything after paying. Regardless, make sure you to use your judgment and check to see if the listing is legit. Check feedbacks. If you're not sure, check the seller's feedbacks. You know, it you know, are they less than 100%? What you know, what kind of goods are they sending? They 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 drop shipping and drop shipping through China or whatever. And you know, if you're ordering stuff through China, it's going to take a while to get here. And then there's a lot of instances where it doesn't even get delivered. You order something and it just never gets delivered and because it's overseas, you know, you just lost your money. Um, number seven, bait and switch. This is a particularly tricky one to avoid. Avoid. With a bait and switch scam, a buyer will purchase a product you're selling, typically something more expensive, like I said a couple minutes ago. Like an iPhone or like or electronic of some kind, the transaction will be perfectly normal. But once you received it, they will send pictures or complain about a cracked screen or broken part. I've actually had that, not with the phone, but with a Guitar Hero guitar. Now, if you heard my previous podcast where I talked about how I was going to get in a uh, Guitar Hero guitar returned because they said the red button was loose and didn't work. You know, I tested the buttons. I didn't test it on the Xbox 360 because I didn't have an Xbox 360. But the buttons, I, I played with the buttons. And they seemed normal. Nothing was loose. Nothing was broken. You know, so to me, I was be, I was going with my gut and thinking this was going to be some sort of scam. And I, I think it was. And I, I did not have to refund the buyer the $50 that they paid for it. Because I send them, I approve the return, but they never sent the guitar back to me. So I think they thought, they thought twice about it. Um, the scammer will file a complaint with eBay under the buyer protection plan and require you to refund them. While it is pretty much impossible to avoid this kind of scam after it has happened, it is generally a good idea to have your buyers purchase insurance for products you are selling that are a high value like iPhones and other electronics. That is very, very true. Anything you sell that is very expensive, that is very fragile, like electronics, and you 
you know you packed it properly, you put enough bubble wrap around it, you put enough uh, uh, airbags in it or, or styrofoam or, or styrofoam peanuts, whatever you put in there, you know, it was packed securely, shipped securely, but they're claiming it was broken. It could be a scam, you know, so be wary of that. I do that when I when I sell, I occasionally sell electronics. And when I do, I buy the insurance just to make sure it gets there and it gets handled properly to uh, the USPS. Um, whether you're dealing with a phishing email or even a Bitcoin scam for those adventurous investors among us, there are a few common guidelines that might help you avoid getting scammed. In general, never provide information over email with important details about yourself or your bank account. That's very good advice. Be very wary of emails that ask you to perform actions with links to click on. Don't click on any links. Be on the lookout when using money transferring services like PayPal or wired transfer service for fake email or, or accounts and always be sure to check your verified accounts for transactions, not emails. Like check your PayPal, go directly to PayPal to make sure it was verified that you had a transaction. For sellers, as a general rule, don't ship your item until you receive the payment. A lot of scams are done through missing this step and you can cost you big. Now we all know as eBay sellers, you sellers out there, know that eBay will not let you print a shipping label until the transaction is complete a completed sale, a comp. So once the sale is complete and you received your money through PayPal, um, eBay will let you click on ship now to print out your label. If the buyer has not paid, it will say awaiting payment. And I believe they give buyers 48 hours to pay. So, you know, it's almost impossible now to ship something without having been paid for it yet. So, you know, just, just don't ship it until you're paid. Uh, as a buyer, be vigilant in analyzing the listings, use common sense, and never ever give out any sensitive information like personal information or bank account numbers without verifying beforehand. Be sure to check out eBay's security page and stay up to date on their policies, whether listing or buying items. So it's a pretty good article. Um, if you're new to eBay, this is a good article to check out. It's thestreet.com. And I know there was some things I knew about and there's some things I didn't, but there's a lot of things you guys need to be aware and remember not to forget. There is a lot of scammers and with the holiday season coming up, you know, there's going to be people out there lurking to take advantage of you. So that's pretty much it for eBay news. Um, let's go on to weird listing of the week. Now it's time for weird listing of the weekend. This one's pretty odd and weird, I believe. Um, it's not too much. I mean, it was enough for me to use it as my weird listing of the week. But um, basically, it's nothing. My weird listing of the week is nothing. Just like uh, the Seinfeld show. A show about nothing. <laughs> the most expensive nothing on eBay. Um, it's just a 
black screen for a photo, just a black nothing. And the buyer is, what's the buyer's name? DePaul7777. And the description of the nothing is high and by. That's it. Doesn't say what involved with nothing or why he's selling nothing is beyond me. I don't know why it's up here. I don't know why eBay still allowed it to be on here, but it's funny. I think it's very funny. And the funnier part about it is the price. And the title of the nothing is the most expensive nothing on eBay. And the funnier thing about it is there's two watchers. So I don't know if he's one of them is he's watching himself and but maybe someone's just curious to see if it sells. But the price for the nothing is twenty four thousand nine hundred and ninety eight dollars plus eighty six dollars and thirty five cents shipping. Why he didn't he just offer free shipping? Free shipping, free returns. He should have offered that. Maybe he would have sold nothing. How do you ship nothing? Because if you ship a box of nothing in the box, you're still shipping something. You're shipping the box. How do you receive this item? Even if you had the money to buy it and you were dumb enough to buy this? And how... <laughs> There would be a shipping label created for this. You would have to create a shipping label. So that's something. So I think this is like false advertising because something has to be delivered, not nothing. Right? Tell me what you guys think on Instagram. DM me. Tell me if you're selling nothing, you should be sending nothing. But if you don't send it, it, co it comes back against you on eBay, right? If you don't send what you're selling, you can't send a box with nothing in it because the box is something. <laughs> but anyway, that's my weird listening of the week. It's not long. It's just strange and dumb. And there's two watchers. So most expensive nothing on eBay. Nothing. And that's my weird listening of the week. And that's pretty much it for this uh, this week's podcast. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. I appreciate the love. I appreciate the the downloads and the listens. I'm, I'm always humbled every time I see my my logistics as far as my podcast is. I mean, my podcast is, has been downloaded over five thousand times, and I have twenty two episodes in. So thank you very much. To everybody out there, every one of you guys that listen to this podcast, thank you very, very, very much. I also want to thank uh, Middleman Hustle, Ryan, for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Really nice guy. Um, you know, he's just like me, working a full-time job and doing eBay. And he does Amazon and every other uh, selling, selling platform on there. So this guy is busy. He is hustling. And, you know, he's killing it out there. So... Uh, I'll see you guys uh, hopefully next week. Hopefully my I get a bunch of sales where I just have to say, like, again, uh, when I was doing my weekly sales, uh, if I don't get a podcast in, it's because I've been super busy. But uh, thanks, everybody. Have a good week. Uh, have a good Thanksgiving, everybody. And keep on hustling.